This special episode of Crucial Tech is brought to you by a donation from Outbloom Public Relations. We want to thank the team there and look forward to seeing them at the RSA conference at the end of this month. This week is just going to be me giving a rant about something I've talked about in the past but I thought I'd get a little bit more specific in this episode. Um, it's about advertising. And I don't like advertising. You probably don't like advertising. Uh, in fact, the only people that like advertising are people that do advertising. Even the people that buy advertising don't like advertising. So I thought I'd take some time to give some perspective about what's going on with advertising, what's, what's going wrong with advertising, and how we can fix it. The primary benefit and goal of advertising is not, and never has been, what most companies use it for. Instead, the entire focus of advertising has been on the byproduct of the practice, that is, making sales. Because corporations have missed the actual goal of media buys, they contribute to the destruction of trust in their ability to deliver an effective and safe product. That's just the way it is. Let me give you some historical background to, on the issue of advertising. Back in 2005, I started blogging. And one of my first entries was came out of my reading of the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin and some subsequent study of the man himself. In that post, I pointed out that Franklin believed that a democracy needed an informed public and an informed public was good for business. Therefore, business should support a free press to inform the public. That philosophy benefited democracies around the world and foiled autocracies ever since. In the past two decades, however, the explosive growth of the commercial web created assumptions in the market and advertising field that clicks and eyeballs were more important than the quality of the content in media. That has not only been devastating to the vitality of the press, but has significantly dumbed down the public into an uninformed mob and helped the rise of autocratic regimes even in the United States. This actually began uh, about four years before that blog post. And I can trace it to a specific meeting that I was participating in uh, as a public relations person, I put together a panel of CEOs from a specific niche in the semiconductor industry. Uh, They're all CEOs of the biggest companies in this niche. They, as a group, agreed that they needed to reduce their advertising spend so that there were fewer editorial pages available to cover news of startup companies. Uh, the actual phrase that was used by one of the CEOs, we're tired of these startups writing our marketing coattails. And that experiment worked. Maybe too well. The same publications covered the entire semiconductor supply chain. By 2006, the niche saw a demise of 75% of the publications that covered them disappear, along with 90% of the editorial staff. By 2010, venerable publications like the Electronic News were sold, resold, and then closed. 
By 2020, EE Times shrank to the point that it was sold to a distribution company to be an in-house publication at a fraction of its value. The degradation in communications channels didn't end with that. Even before the devastation of the press sector, companies were using news releases as little more than free ads because content-hungry publications during Web 2.0 would post them for free with little or no editorial interference. Why buy ads when they gave it to you for free? And after Web 2.0 came social media. Those technologies were supposed to democratize the web while boosting sales. And it worked for a while, but the former never happened. Corporations like Google, Facebook, and Twitter opted for profit over democracy. The demonization of the independent press by pretty much all factions were encouraged by these platforms, which claimed that the theft of press content would be a financial boon to media channels. And that turned out to be a lie as the platforms raided the advertising revenue that supported the press that was supposed to be getting a benefit from this. Now we seem to be on the cusp of the end of the social media age, at least as far as advertising goes, as dominated by companies like Meta, Twitter, and Google. Corporations are still advertising on social media platforms. In the past year, advertising by on social media has increased by more than $54 billion, while budgets for newspapers dropped by $2.4 billion. But finding a connection between social media advertising and increased sales is getting difficult, if it wasn't hard in the first place. The underlying reason why that form of advertising is failing is the lack of credible content curation. For Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and Sundar Pichai, democratizing content is letting anyone say anything to anyone, including people who don't want to hear it. But those CEOs never studied political science, journalism, or any form of communication theory. They didn't learn that democracy needed gatekeepers of the public forum that encouraged critical thinking over bias and emotion. That ability is the core of journalism. It creates an informed society that can make intelligent decisions based on information that is as unbiased as a human being can make it. That level of information is hard to find on your Facebook feed and pretty much banned on Twitter now. In some posts that I did a few weeks ago, uh, I mentioned some studies from Gallup and Pew Research. Both companies have ongoing studies of public trust in media, and lots of people who don't like the media like to point out that it is not widely trusted by the general public. But like a Twitter post, that view is lacking in nuance. There is no such thing as the media. Media is a plural of medium, and there are many media. You can break them down into print, radio, broadcast, cable, and streaming. One might consider online as another medium, but the content seems to include all of the others. And then you have social media, which is largely based on individual and largely uninformed opinions over research facts. The Gallup and Pew polls have found that there is a broad spectrum of trust related to what kind of medium is being consumed. Let's start with social media. More than 75% of the survey respondents said they get most of their news from social media, specifically Twitter and Facebook. 
Facebook recently paid for a study on that aspect of their content and found that less than 3% of the posts on Facebook come from verified news sources. So the respondents are really not getting that much news in their feed, even though they say they're getting most of their news from those feeds. However, the Gallup and Pew survey showed that 90% of those users distrust the content they see on those sites. And not just the news they consume, but everything they see and hear. The most distrusted social medium, however, is YouTube. Keep that in mind because it's also the biggest source or the biggest social medium, even bigger than Facebook. So let's settle part of our media definitions here. If three quarters of the population get their news from social media, that makes social media mainstream media or MSM. In second place in the dead heat is broadcast and cable media. They are distrusted by 89% of the people that consume their news there. Amazingly enough, the most trusted source of information is print media, and that includes actual publications and their online presence. Less than 20% of the respondents said they consume print news, but the majority generally trusted what they read. Now we're back to the disconnect between what medium advertisers prefer and what value it gives them. Companies moved to social media for two reasons, reach and cost. They didn't care about whether people believed it. The selling point was that you could potentially reach millions of customers at a fraction of the cost of running ads in broadcast, uh, cable, or print publications. Now, there are problems with that. First, the customers, for the most part, distrust the medium and therefore distrust the advertisers. Sure, there are companies that sell fraudulent products and they make a lot of money as long as they keep changing their name and there's a sucker born every minute. But legitimate companies find that their reputations can be severely harmed by associating with untrustworthy media. That's why people have or companies have gone away from advertising on Fox News and on Newsmax and on uh, just about any other highly biased source. It doesn't matter how many people you reach or how cheap it is if potential customers think you're lying to them. Now, some companies are figuring this out. Just as corporations abandoned trade media for social media at the start of the century, they are coming back. Advertising in trade press was up 3% in 2022 over what was spent in 2021, and it's expected to grow another 3% by 2025. Newspapers, on the other hand, are expected to drop by similar numbers. By uh, But that may change. Uh, because ma newspaper and magazine subscriptions are on the rise, along with public trust. And there is a reason for that. Professional curation. Everything that produces content, except for social media, has constraints of time, space, and attention spans. Everything but social media. Social media thrives on short attention spans. There is no restraint on time and space. So you get everything, and everything is overwhelming. But with a print document, you battle attention spans. Online, that's about 700 words. 
Spoken is about five minutes. You can go longer than that, but you have to be very good at explaining things within those constraints and make it engaging. Clarity, conciseness, accuracy, and timeliness are the tools and strength of good journalists. They are the enemy of viral content, politicians, and people trying to sell you organic boner pills. Technology is trying to bypass that requirement with generative AI, but that tool lacks critical thinking skills and relies more on conventional wisdom than facts. In short, the constraints on print journalism make it more trustworthy than social media content. That's the value of traditional media over social media. The well-informed public is now a byproduct of media, just as increased sales were a byproduct of advertising. Democracy isn't benefited by a fire hose of misinformation, and neither is business. That leads to the destruction of both. Trust, or more accurately, credibility, is now the currency of media. Facebook, Twitter, and Google all have destroyed their credibility with the marketplace, along with their supporters. The way to reverse it is to support media platforms that engender trust. Therefore, CEOs need to get their checkbooks out and start buying advertising and print publications. Either that, or start looking for jobs and learn to say, do you want fries with that? So that's been this issue of Crucial Tech. I'm Lou Covey, your host. And if you have questions, concerns, or even arguments, you can contact me at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. That's cyberprotection-magazine.com. You can leave a message there. Uh, I'm available to talk on LinkedIn. And uh, if you uh, want to support a free press, uh, we're not really big at Cyber Protection Magazine on advertising. We do it uh, because people want it, co companies want it. But we're more interested in sponsorship. Uh, we take donations. We're not a not we're not a nonprofit. Uh, we're not a charity, but uh, we can take money uh, for uh, helping you learn more about cybersecurity. So that's it. Thanks for listening, and come back again. This is Lou Covey with Crucial Tech, and this has been a Footwasher Media production. <laughs>